0: What's up, guys? This is Clay Chastain, college and career pastor at Rock Springs Church. We're so excited that you're joining with us this week. I hope you find some encouragement, some joy, and a little laughter along the way as we learn from God's Word together. Let's jump into what He has for us today. Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Man, don't y'all just enjoy our time of worship together? If you don't. Man, I, I, you need to wake up. That's all I got to say. I'm telling you. Man, they were You were sweating. I'm, I'm still sweating. I'm still sweating. What you talking about? Hey, tonight we're going to start a new series. All right, we're going to start a new series. It's going to be called Follow. All right, so over the next three weeks, look, what we want to do is we want to set up Easter. All right, Easter's coming. Man, we have this living hope. This then Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins, who rose from the grave and gives us life and gives us life more abundantly. So tonight, listen, we want to start on this series, all right? I'm excited about this series and um, where the Lord's going to take us in this. But tonight we're going to, we're going to be looking at something um, that's kind of very dear to me. And the reason why is because there was a book a few years back that I read. And uh, some of y'all may have read this book before, but it's... Called a call to die, by David Nasser, and uh, in this book it, it is a forty-day journey. Now, if you've never heard of this book, I, I challenge all of you um, to go get it. Try this forty-day journey. If you want somebody to do it, let me know. We'll work that out too. But I, I'm just telling you um, the impact of this book on my life. Um, took me into a different direction than where I was going and where I'd been. So, so this book, as important as this book was to me, there is a central theme in this book that I kind of want to share with you a little bit tonight. And um, there's so much more into the book. I'm telling you, it, I could go on forever about it. There's so many different topics, different areas that it covers. But there is one main theme, all right, and it is a call to die. And so as we look at this tonight, listen, I want to ask you a question, all right? What does it truly mean to follow Jesus? What does it truly mean to follow Jesus? Now, here's the thing, all right? Here's the thing. If you're here tonight, you've probably heard of this guy, Jesus. (laughs) If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We know what he did. We know what this day, this coming is all about. Listen, it is a holiday holiday. That is celebrated by even those who really don't know what this holiday is even about. You know that? What do they think it's about? Holler it out. What do you think it is? Eggs. 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 <laughs> Easter, bunny. Easter Bunny. All right. Eggs. I was walking in. Um. I. was, I was walking into. A, I went to. Um. I think it's called Honeywood Farms this week to eat, and while I was walking in Honeywood Farm, if you've never been there, it is a. It, it is an actual farm where. What they cook and fix is uh, grown on the farm, the beef, everything. I mean, fruits, vegetables, they prepare all these meals and things like this. Incredible hamburger, all right, incredible hamburger. And so, um, so I was walking in, and right there at the entrance, there was these, all these little kits. And uh, it looked like um, kind of like a half of a egg box. And what it was was all these decoration kits for decorating eggs, all right? Now, how many of y'all grew up and y'all did egg hunts? Did y'all do them? Did anybody do them? I remember um, growing up, and we used to call it the country. It is nothing. It is, it is definitely not the country, all right? It's Carver Road in Griffin, Georgia. But when my mom grew up there, um, it was the country. It was dirt roads. It was, um, I, I'm telling you, it was the country. There wasn't nothing around. It wasn't nothing but farms, country land. All that kind of stuff, but as things have grown, um, we used to go out there and we used to look for eggs. All right. Now the thing about it is, is that today there are, eggs are so much better today than what they used to be. <laughs> so much better, because in eggs, what they do now is they take fake eggs, they put candy in eggs, and it ain't even an egg. You you know what I'm talking about? Now, to count of three, call out your favorite candy. One, two, three. Oh, that was poor. One, two, three. Maybe you had to think about it, all right? Um, I love Reese's. I love Butterfinger. Oh, my gosh. But not place your fingers on my Butterfinger, man. You know what I'm saying? I love Butterfinger. I love those things. But when I grew up, now I know this this was way back in the day. Y'all wouldn't have anything to know about what I'm talking about. But way back in the day, there was really only two types of eggs that you kind of got, all right? One was this candy egg that came in. It was individually packaged, and it was trash. <laughs> it, it was terrible. It was all I'm like, why would you feed that to your animal? You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was terrible. And then there was boiled eggs. All right, does anybody in here like boiled eggs? Anybody like boiled eggs? Listen, I absolutely love boiled eggs. And, I, and maybe it was from my egg hunting days or whatever. Maybe that was... What I like, But listen, out there, um, they also had prize eggs, so like they'd have the big egg. And the big egg back then, so you can buy a big egg today, but back then, how you got your big egg back then was a pair of pantyhose came in this, it was it, it was called legs, all right? So they came in a huge egg, and people would get their pantyhose, so, you know, moms and aunts and You know, grandmothers and everything would buy all those and saved all those for Easter. And of course in there they'd put money in it. All right. Now does anybody like prize eggs? You know what I'm talking about. So we'd collect so all of us kids, when they'd tell us we'd have to go inside, they'd hide all the eggs all over the place, and then all of a sudden they'd tell (laughs) us to go. And you wanna know what I looked for? It was only for the prize eggs and the boiled eggs, all right? And I remember us coloring them up. I remember all the different, you know, things that we'd do to dye them and get them. And then I'd sit over there and just eat boiled eggs <laughs> sitting on the porch. And uh, I, I just, I mean, there's only so many boiled eggs you need before you're about sick as a dog. And, and, you know, and then other things, too. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, listen, Easter, Easter is coming. It is coming, but here's the thing. I don't want us to miss out on the real reason for, this, for, for Easter and what it's all about. And, and here's the thing what does it truly mean to follow Jesus? See, the time that I'm going to share in this scripture right here, this time is drawing near to where Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. It's before he's arrested, it's before he's put on trial, it's before he's beaten, it's before he hangs on the cross. And he says this in John chapter 12, 23 to 25. Listen to what it says. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So he's getting ready to go to the cross. He's preparing his disciples for this moment. Now, if y'all remember, the disciples weren't too keen on Jesus dying, right? Because they thought he was the king that was here to rule now on the earth, all right? He was the one that was going to take over. He was going to make everything okay. And that was true, but not in the way that they thought. And he's getting ready, and it says this very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life, listen to what he says, anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now listen to this. There's a key thing out of this scripture that I want to stick with you. And I'm going to share with you more scriptures that back this, all right? So get ready. I got plenty of scriptures for you tonight. But this one, here's here's the point. If you really want to live, you must die. If you really want to live, you must die. Now, what is he talking about? Because see, here he talks about this wheat kernel, the seed. And what he's saying is this, is listen, if that seed is not used the way it's properly intended to be used, it will produce nothing. It will just die. It won't have life. There won't be any production. There won't be any blessing. There won't be any further existence. That seed will cease to exist and be no more. Now, here's the thing. Here's what's interesting because it sounds so contradictory to what living is all about. What what does he mean by dying? What does this truly mean for you and for me? If I'm truly going to live, the only way is by dying. What is he talking about? Well, he's not talking about you, your personal, physical life. He ain't talking about hating you, all right? He's not talking about loving you, which, hating you. He's ta- listen, he's already taught us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as what? So he knows, listen, let me tell you, God has a three-course love plan, all right? It is for him, it is for you, and it it's for others. So he's not talking about hating you. He's not talking about belittling you. He's not talking about you being non-existent. He wants to bless you. Now listen to this. Catch this, all right? Listen to this again. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Listen to this. How many of us are going to die? Come on, I couldn't hear you. How many of us are going to die? Every single one of us. Every single one of us are going to die. But here's the thing. How many of us are going to live? And what he's saying is this. Listen, you can live your life, do it the way you want to, and listen, you're going to cease to exist. You will be no longer. And and here's the thing. But if you want to experience life at its fullest, if you want to experience it at its best, then there is a death that he's talking about here. That all of us need to go through. Now think about this. Jesus died. Right? Say oh yeah. yeah. He died. He died for what? Your sin and for my sin and for the sins of the world. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? We have to believe to, to get it. Right? So Jesus died for your sin and my sin so that you and I can live. So this meaning of spiritual dying to our desires so that Christ can live in us. Listen to what Galatians 2.20 says. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. Listen, I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. A scripture that has stuck out with me From the very beginning of my relationship with God. I am crucified. What is Easter about? Crucifixion, right? What we're supposed to do is die too. But not the same death that Jesus died on the cross. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for us. But the death that he's talking about is an abundant life that he's come to give to you and to me. But it only comes one way. And here's the thing. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. There is a price to it. There is a price to it. If you're going to experience what Jesus totally wants for your life and for my life, it's going to cost you something. There is a high price to pay. Now, here's the thing. I believe... That in this life, and even in this room, that there are those who aren't willing to pay the price. They're not willing to pay the price. Why? Because it, Why? Because it's steep. It costs us. It is priceless. I, I, I want you to understand. Listen to what John 6, 60 and verse 66 says. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Listen to what's going on. The people are following. The crowds are following Jesus. Jesus is doing miracles. Man, he's feeding the 5,000. He's doing all these unbelievable things. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He is doing the unbelievable. And people are following Jesus. And listen, he gets to this. And what they say is this. This is hard. This is hard. Now, I want you all to hear this because here's the thing. We all come to church We all go through the motions. We all, listen, we want the nice Christian plan. You know what I'm saying? I get to come. I get to enjoy all my friends. I get to hang out. I get to do all these things. Church ain't a bad thing at all. But I want you all to understand something. If that is all you got of God, then you ain't got God. Church is not your answer for life. God is. So here's what I want you to understand. Just because you come to church don't mean that you're here. Don't mean that you're paying the price. Don't mean that you're willing to do whatever it takes for the gospel. Whatever it takes for the kingdom. Whatever it takes to have a relationship with a holy God who loves you. He died for you. He cares for you. He shed. you. His blood, so that you and I might have life and have it more abundantly. Listen to what it says they did. Verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You want to know what I think? Listen, I really believe people are willing to follow as long as it don't cost them anything. People are willing to follow as long as it don't cost them anything. And I want y'all to hear clearly. This calling that God has for us is so much better than anything else you're going to get. So much better than anything else you get. Remember what I said, all are going to die. But only those who die in the way that the word's going to tell us in a minute will live. Now listen, follow me because many don't. The thing that will keep you from following Jesus is not your family, it's not your friends, it's not your job, it's not your education, it's not your popularity, it's not your money, it's not your success, it's you. It's you. You and you alone. Nobody else, listen, I think we blame everything else for why we don't follow God like we're supposed to. Well, let me tell you this. Well, you know, I just can't give that up. Or, you know what, man, if I didn't hang around so and so, then maybe I'd do better. Let me tell you something. There is only one that is the ultimate cause for why we don't pay the price, and that's us. That's me. Listen to what Matthew 16, 24, and 25 says. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. They must deny themselves. Say, Deny themselves. Take up their cross. Say, take up their cross. cross. And follow me. Now listen, we're talking about being real followers. We're talking about what it really truly looks like to follow Christ. And Jesus tells his disciples, now listen, what we do with the cross is what do we do? We look at it as a beautiful symbol of what was done for us. And what we do is we make it on jewelry and we make it and hang it in our houses on pictures and everything else in life. But... if we are truly to look at this, what God is saying, listen, this was an electrocution tool. This was a tool of death. This was the way that Jesus died for you and for me. And listen to this. It was the most hardcore way to die. They didn't, listen, go look it up. What it took for a person to die hanging on a cross. There's so many different elements of this that goes along. Maybe we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks on Easter. But here's what Jesus said: deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Listen to me. If we're ever going to be disciples that God's called us to be, if we're ever going to be the followers of Jesus Christ, listen, we have to deny ourselves. Deny ourselves. The problem with most of us is we're not trying to lose our life. <laughs> we're not trying to lose our life. We want to keep it. We, want, we like living. We like all these things. I remember a time in my life where there were other... Listen, there's different points in my life that I can look back on and I can see that this was more important than God. Well, I got that fixed. And then later on, I saw that this was more important than God. And then I had to get that fixed. And there's always something else. And there's always something else. And there's always something else. And you want to know what I believe my biggest problem is right now? I get comfortable. I get comfortable. Does anybody get comfortable with life? You just kind of get comfortable where you are. What's going on? You kind of just like it the way it is. Man, life's good. It's going well. Things are hunky-dory. And man, I, I'm living the life. And you know what happens? I, I, I get lazy. You know what happens? I fall asleep on the mindset of the, what, where I'm supposed to be. And I believe the enemy will do everything possible to keep us from the cost. From the cost. Why? Because that's where true living is. It's where true living is. In order for me to change, something has to die. Look, there's three things about this calling I'm going to give you. And then there's three things that you need to do in order to help you. All right? If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. All right. The first one is this. It requires obedience. It requires obedience. Listen to me. It's easy to come to church. It's easy to play this Christian game. It's easy to do all those things. But a true follower of Jesus Christ is is obedient. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. 1 John 2, 3 through 6 says this. Listen to what he says. Man, I love 1 John. If you've never read it, go read it. He says, we know that we have come to know him. Listen, how? We have come to know Christ. How? If we obey his commands, if we keep his commands, if we do what he asks us to do. Verse 4, whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands. What is it? He's a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But anyone, but if anyone obeys his word. Love for God is truly made complete in him. Don't miss this. This is how we know we're in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as who? Come on, y'all do better than that. Must live as who? Jesus let me tell you something if we're going to follow Christ if we're going to do what he's called us to do if we're going to be a true follower of the king of kings and the lord of lords it requires obedience we must follow him listen I don't, I don't think anybody in here is parents yet other than me and Jennifer and James. I got a couple, a couple of fathers in here all right but here's the thing. You want to know one of the most frustrating things for me as a father? When I ask my kids to do something and they won't do it. Have y'all ever been that kid? I have. I have. I'm, I'm telling you. I have. I need to bring my mom in here. Um, she's like 83 years old. Hey, Mom, if you're watching tonight. I hope I got you, Adrian. I think it's 83. <laughs> But here's the thing. Listen, listen. Here's the thing. I I need to bring her in here just so you can hear some stories. Man, I was terrible as a kid. I was terrible. Man, I'm surprised they didn't beat me every day. I'm surprised. Listen, I'm to be where I am today is totally oh what a miracle. Because I'm telling you, I'll, I'll just tell you one quick thing. One of the shameful things I used to do is when my dad would whip me, I would laugh at him and say, Ha, 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 ha you know you like it, do it again. You know what I mean? You know. I'd surpri- Listen, I'm surprised my dad didn't kill me. I'm surprised my dad didn't kill me. And then when my mom, with my mom, they would, they would lock me up. And what I mean by lock me up is I was going crazy around the house. When I say crazy, I'd turn over chairs and stuff like that. I was crazy. I was a crazy kid. Turned over chairs. And so they would discipline me every time. I promise you, Mom, I had so many whippings. I couldn't even tell you how many whippings. But I'm telling you, it worked. Took time, but it worked. It took a lot of prayer. My mom wore her knees out. My dad wore his knees out. But when they'd lock me up in the, in the bathroom sometime, I, I, would, uh, I would... You, you just got to understand. You just got to understand. It wasn't cruelty, I promise you. It wasn't cruelty. It was because I was so out of control. I was so out of control they didn't... Listen, it probably was to keep them from killing me. I'm just telling you the truth. I would lit up the window. <laughs> and I would... <laughs> Still can't believe I did this. I'm sorry, Mom. I would lit up the window and I'd holler out into the neighborhood. Help! Help! They're beating me in here. Child abuse. Child abuse. Oh my gosh, I was a terrible kid. But here's what I want you to here's what I want you to understand. Our father, listen, my parents truly loved me. I heard them get on their knees night after night after night across the hall and pray for me. For my name, for my brother's name, and for my sister's name. And for our family. And as a kid, I didn't always please mom and dad. But here's the thing. How many, I know it hurt their heart. I know it did. My dad, when he was whipping me, would just have to leave. And what I mean, leave, not like leave the house. I mean, like he had had to walk outside or go somewhere else in the house or something like that because he was, it, it, it was just so much stress. And I know that on so many occasions I broke his heart. And here's the thing listen to me. I believe on so many occasions we break God's heart because he wants us to follow, he wants us to obey. And listen, my mom and dad didn't ever do anything that wasn't nothing but for my good. And I promise you that all God has for us is for our good. He is a good God. He is a good God. And following Him, if we're going to truly be followers of Him, we got to do what He says. If not, we're not truly following. And I'm telling you this. Listen to me. as a father who has two daughters that when... I see them hurting, I hurt too. I want you to understand something. Our Heavenly Father sees every one of our lives. And when we're hurting, He's hurting too. Man, it breaks His heart. He loves you. He gave His Son on the cross for you. Man, you mean the world to Him. For God so loved the world. You can put your name right there. For God so loved Clay. For God so loved Carson. For God so loved Kyle. For God's to love, and you can put your name right there. And listen to me, God loves every one of us. And the things that He puts into play for our life, it's not to harm you. It's not to say, listen, our God is not the God that's going. I don't want you to have fun. I promise you this. This dude right here has fun. I promise you, my life is full of it. I enjoy life. But I'm going to tell you, the most joy I get out of life is where. I'm supposed to be when I'm following Him. It's the most joy, the most pleasure. See, the question isn't do you do what you want to do, but do you do what God wants us to do? Hebrews 12, 2 said, For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross. He endured the cross. He endured the cross. Do you think Jesus wanted to go through that? Do you think that was on His bucket list? Do you think He wanted to be beaten? half to death, beyond recognition? Do you think that he wanted people to spit on him, to cuss at him, to ball up their fist and punch him in the face? Do you think he wanted that? No, but he was willing to do it. Why? Because he was obedient. Guys, let me tell you something. It's not always easy. This path ain't always easy. But I think all we do all the time is we try to find the easy way out. I want you to understand something. If you're going to follow Christ, it's going to cost you something. If you're going to follow Christ, there's a price to pay. If you're going to follow Christ, it comes with us being obedient. But not only obedient, it requires change. It requires change. Here's the sad part. A lot of you, from the first time you met Jesus Christ... If you was to look at your life and I was to go, how different are you from the day you met Christ to the day you are now? You wouldn't even be able to tell me there's much difference at all. There ought to be something that looks different about you. 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. You are a new creation in Christ. You should look different. You should be different. Why is it that we watch everything the world watches? Why is it that we speak the same way the world speaks? Why is it that we treat one another the same way the world treats each other? We should be different. Don't be ashamed. Let me tell you this. I think we blend in so dang well we're like a chameleon. We are blending in. We're looking like our environment. We're looking like our nature. We're looking like everything else around us. If you're going to be a true follower of Christ, you should be different. That's from there a new creation. The old is supposed to be gone. Well, let me ask you this how much old is still with you? How much are you still carrying around? How much are you still living? How much are you still acting? If you're going to follow Christ, there's a price. And the price is to be obedient. It's to be different. It's to look something. And listen, here's the third thing. It requires public commitment. Let me tell you something. Too many people think that this decision with Christ is just between them and Christ. I want to beg to differ. Listen to what Matthew 10, 32 and 33 says. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. Let me tell you something. This ain't just some one-on-one thing between you and God. This is something that the world is supposed to see and know that there's something about you that has happened. You should be different. You should be different. Let me tell you one of the first and best things you could do to be public. Be baptized. Some of you have never been baptized. One of the easiest things. Look, you want to know the very first step of obedience to God. Baptism. It is so simple. It is easy. And listen to me. It ain't about being. look, Look, if you got christened as a child or dedicated as a child or whatever. Those are precious moments. But I want you to understand what the Bible says. Every baptism happened after a total encounter with Jesus Christ. See, all those things are more of a dedication to your life. But this is a symbol that says this. It says, I choose Christ. I choose Jesus Christ. He changed me. He came into my life. And I want you to know it. Listen to me. What does this on my finger tell you about me? I'm married. Now, I got to work this a little magic here because my... Fingers have grown over time. You know what I'm saying? That's why I did a rubber thing now. <laughs> Am I still married? Yes. You want to know why? Because I made a vow to my wife. Because we made a commitment. Because we walked down that aisle on that 9-11 beautiful sunshiny day so many years ago. And listen, the reason we're married is because of what we said to one another. But what this does is it tells you without me even saying anything with my mouth. When you see this, you automatically know. You just know. Well, what is baptism? Baptism is just like this ring. It don't wash your sins away. It don't save you. It don't do that. But let me tell you something. The very first thing it does is it says to the whole world, listen. Look. Look. I'm taking but I'm taken by the one who died for me. I'm taken by the one who died for me. Now, listen to this. On our special Easter service that we're going to have, all right? It's like pre-Good Friday. Our Thursday night service, we're going to do some extra special things. On that night, you don't want to miss it. And listen to me. I want to encourage you to bring every person you possibly can bring. Everybody. Listen. If you got people who need Jesus, you need to bring them. If you got people that aren't connected somewhere, you need to bring them. Let me tell you something, man. Everybody needs this. Everybody needs this. And what we're going to do, one of the things we're going to do on that night is we're going to fill that tank over there and we're going to have baptism for college night. It's going to be a special thing for our college ministry. I'm so pumped and excited. And here's what's going to happen. You might have an opportunity to follow the Lord in obedience. And maybe... You can make that public, public commitment before others that say, I know Jesus Christ. I'm taken. I'm taken. Now listen to me. We're going to have sign-up sheets. You can come talk to me. You can connect. We'll hook you up. All right? And you can even come on that night and hook up. We're going to figure out some plans on this thing. But we're going to do, that's going to be one special part of our service that night. And I challenge you, if you've never publicly shared your faith through baptism, you need to do that. Now let me tell you three quick things. Three quick things to help you to die. Here's the first one. To live, you have to die to sin. You have to die to sin. I almost forgot this scripture tonight and God reminded me 45 minutes before. I mean, I even studied on it and I'm like, meant to have it thrown in here so it's not going to be on the screen tonight. But listen to me. Let me ask you this question tonight. We still sin. Listen. We still sin. Now follow me now. We must die to sin. But do we still sin? Yes. The answer is yes. You can shake your head like this. We still sin. But let me ask you a question tonight. Do you hate it? I'm afraid we still love it too much. I don't think our sin breaks our heart enough. I don't think our sin bothers us as much as it really should. When I've hurt you, it ought to bother me. God, it ought to bother me. When I have thoughts I shouldn't have, it ought to bother me. When I argue with my wife, that should bother me. I'm afraid that we have become so callous to sin that when we do it, we don't even recognize it until later. When God tells us to die, the first thing that we're to die to is sin. Listen to what Romans says. Romans chapter 6. Go read this later. I'm going to try to jump around in it a little bit because there's too much to read you for time's sake. But it starts out with this. What shall we say then? He, He starts with a question. It's not on the board, so you're going to have to listen. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Let me go ahead and give you the answer. <laughs> no. No. What Paul is saying right here is this. is Listen, because of what Jesus Christ did for you, because of his grace, his love, and his mercy, man, we, listen, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? And the answer is no. He answers it in verse 2. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. Listen, if Jesus has come in our heart, man, you are your new creation. You have died to this life. You have died to yourself. You have died to sin. You have died to those desires. And here we are still living in it? He says, Listen, no, you're not supposed to live that way. You died to it. So how can you live in it any longer? I'm going to jump to verse 6. For we know that our old self, when we ask Jesus to come in our heart, we know that our old self was crucified, died with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. Let me tell you something. Before Jesus, our life is ruled by sin. Our life is directed by sin. We can't help it. We're born into it. It is natural for us. We have a sin nature. It is just part of our anatomy to live that way. But listen to what he's saying. Our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. We have a new life. Jesus Christ... Died for us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And inside of us is the power that raised Jesus from the grave. We don't have to bow to sin anymore. Why do we still do it? Listen to what he says. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Count yourselves dead to sin. Listen to me. If you want to live the life that God's called you to, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to commit. You're going to have to be dedicated. And here's what, uh, listen, this is a daily decision. This ain't a one-time decision. I believe what we think is once we receive Christ in our life, we got everything we needed. And I want you to understand something. You got everything you needed, but you got to live it every single day. Day after day. Day after day, day after day, day after day. Let me tell you something. I didn't marry my wife, and then I don't continue to be her husband this day. And then I do this day, and then I don't this day. It is a day-by-day-by-day-by-day thing that's going on inside of our life. It's a commitment. And if we're going to live for God, man, we have got to count ourselves dead to sin. When no sins come up, what do we do? We go, look, enemy. Enemy. Get your tail on down the road. I ain't doing that no more. And we call on the Spirit of God, and He comes. And the Bible says if we'll resist the devil, He will flee. If we'll draw near to God, He'll draw near to us. We have the power to overcome. We don't have to live that way anymore. Stop making excuses. The Bible's very clear. You don't have to live that way anymore. Be dead to sin. Verse 14, for sin shall not be your master. Because you're not under law, but you're under grace. God, what a good chapter. Book of Rome, we might have to start a series on that one. Woo! So good. So good. You gotta, if you're gonna live, you gotta die to sin. Here you go. Number two. To live, you must die to self. You must die to self. Not just sin, but die to self. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15, Look, you got to learn to die to your passions. You got to learn to des- die to your desires. 1 Corinthians 15, 31 says, I die every day. It's not a one-time thing. I'm just telling you, you got to wake up every day and go, you know what, God? I, I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you. John three thirty says, we must increase He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase. The rewards are great to follow in Christ, but so is the cost. So is the cost. Let me ask you this. You ever sung the song, I Surrender All? God didn't ask for 10, He didn't ask us to sing, I I Surrender 10%. (laughs) The song says, All. God didn't ask for half of you, He asked for all of you. God didn't give you half of Him. He gave you all of Him. He paid the price for your sin and for my sin. Here's the third one. To live, you must die to the world. To live, you must die to the world. Galatians 6, 14 says, May I never boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. One of the most powerful scriptures that I've ever read I used to share this scripture at any kind of um, talk that I'd ever have with like graduating students um, at baccalaureate services stuff like that But Mark 8, 35, 37 says for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it and listen to this question what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul you don't know what people are looking for They're looking for popularity, they're looking for money, they're looking for success, they're looking for degrees, they're looking for the one that they're going to marry. And like we talked about last week, there's only one one, it's him. Spouse is number two, God's number one. What good is it for someone to gain all of that stuff and lose your soul? What good is it? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Listen. I want to wrap it up with a... Uh, I, I just absolutely... I you might not have grown up in any kind of hymn error at all, but I want you to... Listen. You might not even like them, but listen to me. Um, there's so much theology in this. Even if you just read it, it would mean something. I, I'm just going to tell you. The stories of the the hymns that were written before us are so powerful. And one of my favorite little tunes that we used to sing, we did it a lot at invitation time, but it was called I Have Decided. Which goes, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And I say, I know they're not going to hire me on the stage. But, <laughs> but listen, I want, I want you to hear the story behind the song. About 150 years ago, a revival broke out in Wales. And as a result of this, there were so many missionaries that went out And began to share the gospel into places where the gospel had never been. And they went into one place. The region was known as Assam. And it was compromised of hundreds of tribes that were primitive. And they were aggressive headhunters. You've probably heard of that before. Don't want to run across them. But one of these missionaries got to one family within this tribe. And the husband and the wife and the two boys got saved. Well, it made such a difference in, those, in that one family within this tribe that other people began to get saved as well. But well, once the word spread, here's what happened. The chief, the village chief, was so ticked off... <laughs> And within their tribe, the price for this was death. So what he did was he gave the, he called the whole village together, the whole village is out there, and here's his family before him, and he says, "I'll give you a chance to live if you'll deny Jesus." Well, this man is they when knelt before them with execution as their path the holy spirit began to move on this man and the words that came out of his mouth was this little song right here i have decided to follow jesus i have decided to follow jesus i have decided to follow jesus no turning back No turning back. And at that moment, the chief, the tribe chief, had the two sons. He summoned his guys to fire arrows into his two sons and killed them right on the spot. Then he said this. He said, I'll give you a second chance to deny Jesus. And then these words came to his, the Holy Spirit brought these words to the man's mind. Though no one Go with me. I still will follow. Though no one go with me, I still will follow. Though no one go with me, I still will follow. No turning back. No turning back. And at that moment, the tribe chief had the, had his men fire arrows into his wife and kill her as well. So in a matter of moments. This man's family is gone. And the chief tells him for the third time, he says this. He says, I'll give you a third chance. If you'll deny Jesus, I'll let you live. And these words came to his mind. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. me. No turning back. No turning back. And at that moment, that man lost his life. Now here, listen to this. When that man lost his life, something happened in that chief. And what happened was the Holy Spirit, he began to wonder, why would this guy and this family give their lives For this man who lived almost 2,000 years ago on another continent and the Holy Spirit pricked his heart and that guy said, if he truly believed to that amount, I want the same faith that that man had. Then what happened was this. Once the chief said that he believed, the entire tribe came to know Jesus. And the only reason... It's because there was a man who knew that there was a cost and that there was a price and he was willing to pay it. And I'm afraid that we live in a sissy world in a, a coward people that if we were to be put on the line and our life was to come down to it, would we truly stand and say, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Guys, if you want to know what it's truly about to follow Jesus, it is a dying to ourselves so that we can truly live for Him. Every time I read the Scripture, I'm convicted. While I was riding down the road today, praying and asking God, it just pricks my heart and convicts my heart because I feel so many times that I'm not committed enough or I feel so many times... If I was in this situation, would I truly be willing to say, no matter what, I'm going to follow? Guys, there's a price to it. And as we get ready and as we prepare for Easter, I want you to understand something. Number one, you need to make sure your life's right. There is a God who died for you. He paid the price for your sins and for my sins. And let me tell you something. It wasn't a minor decision. It was a big deal. And for us... It ain't just enough to know him up here. We need to know him right here. And I want you to understand something. If you're here tonight and you know him up here, you might know all the stories. You might all, you may have read through the Bible. But if all it is is up here and it ain't hit you right here yet, you need to give your life to Christ. You need to give your life to Christ. It's not a head knowledge that's going to save you. It's a heart change. Right here. It's a heart change. You might be in this room tonight and that change can happen for you. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to challenge you, and we're going to challenge you, and we're going to challenge you to bring people with you. Why? Because our world needs Jesus. People need Jesus. Are we going to do anything about it? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a minute. Just for a minute with me. If you're in this room and you'd go, Clay, I've never made the decision to follow him. I know all about him. I've been in church. I've been around it. I've even read the Bible some, but I've never totally given my life to Christ. And you'd go, Clay, I want to make a decision tonight to follow him. Will you pray for me? I promise I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise. All you got to do is slip your hand up where I can see it, and then you can put it right back down. If you don't know Jesus, I am begging you, don't miss out on him. Listen, here's all you got to do, sitting right where you're at, is pray a simple prayer like this. Jesus, I know I need you tonight. And I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, save me. I give my life to you. I surrender. I'm deciding to follow you. If you just prayed that prayer and you meant it with everything in your heart, God came in and he saved you sitting right where you're at. And you'd go, Clay, I prayed that prayer and I meant it. Listen, I want you to know something. Man, if you prayed that prayer, man, all of heaven is rejoicing. And if you say, I prayed that prayer, listen, I told you a minute ago, this is a public commitment. This is not a hidden decision. You need to take a stand and there's one simple way you can start by doing that and that's right where you're at, just simply raise your hand where I can see it. Say, I prayed that prayer tonight, and I meant it with everything in me. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Listen, don't miss out on this. Now listen, the world needs Jesus. And listen, here's what I want y'all to see tonight. In a couple of weeks, the biggest event in Christian history happened. The world is waiting on someone to tell. And here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Listen, you might be in this room and you haven't been falling where you need to be falling. You haven't been paying the price like you need to be paying the price. Tonight, listen, you may want to just lay down and say, I surrender, God. I surrender, God. I surrender. You may be in this room. You might know other people that need to know this Savior. And listen, tonight... You might want to come down to the altar and might just start praying for people and praying for people and praying for people. Let me tell you something. God wants to do something big. He wants to do something big. And He wants to use you to do it. He wants to use you to do it. The question is, are we going to do it? Well, tonight we're going to pray. The altar is going to be open. And we're not going to stay on this moment for long. But we'll stay on this moment for as long as we need to. Some of us, our sins hadn't hurt us at all. Some of us need to be broken tonight. Some of us need to cry. When was the last time you cried when you did something wrong? Some of us need, man, to just lay it all out before God tonight and say, God, I'm sorry, and I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to follow you. God's moving in this room tonight. Are you listening? Is it you he's speaking to? Don't leave this moment tonight without it. Father, I praise you. I thank you. You are so good to us. Father, may we not miss out on this moment. May we not miss out on the convictions on our hearts and the things that we need to lay down. May we not miss out on this moment to pray for people you got in our lives that we can reach out to. Father, may we not miss out on this moment. Father, may our statement tonight be that I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. If we haven't sacrificed like we need to, Father, I pray we walk out of here with a commitment tonight to live for you. Lord, to die for you. Lord, to be all that you've called us to be, to be obedient, to be public with our our stance with you. Father, tonight, may we look at our lives and see if we've changed at all. Father, we any different than when we first came to know you. Father, tonight, work in us, change us, move in us. Have your will in your way. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. The altar's gonna be open if you'd like to pray. Thank you guys for joining us this week for the message. We believe that you are here for a purpose. And we're excited to be with you on this journey with Christ. If you like this podcast, you can click to subscribe and share it with your friends. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram at rs_college, college. Or click the link in the bio for our website. Have a great day.